Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hello and welcome into the Pick'em Pod, part of the Block M Podcast Network from the Fan First Sports Network. And we are here with you in the Week Zero Edition College Football starting up here this Saturday. And we've got some great matchups. We're going to be taking a look at the season outlook as well. We're going to be taking picking conference winners. We're going to be picking the Heisman winner. We're going to be picking the national championship winner. All here for you on the pick and pod. And we'll be coming to you every single week before every great Saturday slate of college football. Luke Yardy here, hosted once again for the third year on the Pick'em Podcast, also hosted by, or uh, joined by Von Lozon, who is in his third year as well. But we have a new member to our team here this year, Dan Plucker. Dan, what's going on, man? How are we doing? Hey, excited to be part of the pod this year, guys. Uh, listened to you in the past and excited to kind of hop on here with you and Give my thoughts for each week. It's going to be a great time. Vaughn, what's going on? How you doing, man? Hey, we're almost through uh, the dog days of summer. Everything is good in my world, just gearing up for the start of the season. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, be into uh, year three of the Pick'em podcast with you, Luke, and excited to have Dan on board as well. So I'm just... Uh, I'm itching to get into these picks, man. It's going to be uh, an interesting week zero slate that we've got. Um, so 
Uh, we'll see how we do, and hopefully uh, we all do better than what we did last season because it was a little brutal. Yeah, man, the, the spreads get tough towards the end of the week, and we pick some of the, the most marquee games, you know, not as many edges. But, uh, well, with Dan coming on, maybe I will uh, finally get dethroned here for the second time in two years. I was the champ last year. I mean, I it's nothing to, to write home about considering I went 53-63-1 and a year ago. Vaughn was close by at 49-67-1, and and Scotty White finished 46-70-1. It was a rough year for uh, Scotty weekend. And, and week out here, but uh, I, I feel like we got some more good fortune coming here in, in 2023. I sure yeah, hope, hope so because uh, oh, sorry, I cut you off, Dan. But yeah, I mean, no, I, good. I, I can't imagine it being any worse than last year when I was just doing reverse picks just because <laughs> I was like so down on myself. I was like, what do I think is going to happen? Okay, I'm going to pick the opposite of that. So hopefully, I don't have to do any of that this season. Yeah, I was going to say, I just hope that uh, I'm bringing the good vibes with me. We have the betting gods behind us with a new person on the pod, right? That's absolutely right. Like uh, the first year we brought the pick pod, man, we all finished above 500. Uh, so so with you, Dan, being some new blood here, I think that's exactly uh, what we're going to get. And we're going to kick it off by uh, a game that we did bet on the week zero pick pod last year, uh, a rematch of a drubbing that Vanderbilt put on Hawaii. This time Hawaii is, is coming to the States and headed to Nashville to take on the Commodores and Vanderbilt, a 17 and a half point favorite. Vaughn, I will let you kick off our 2023 pick pod with your first pick here this year. Yeah, I was going to say that the game at Hawaii last season was not fun to watch whatsoever. I'm sure it wasn't fun for uh, the Hawaii fans to watch that. I, I think it's going to be somewhat similar. I think Vander- Vanderbilt will cover. I don't think it's going to be nearly as bad. I think Vandy put up like 60 points or something ridiculous last year, uh, circa Michigan 2016. So uh, I will pick Vanderbilt to cover, but I don't think it'll be nearly as rough as uh, last season. Dan, how do you see it going? Yeah, I actually have Hawaii here uh, covering. I I don't like the fact that Vandy has a new quarterback. I don't like their defense. I think it's one of the worst in college football, and they return eight starters to that defense as well. Hawaii's got second-year quarterback Braden Shager there. We saw him a little bit last year, but it was really early. He really started to heat up late. I think that as we get closer to kickoff, the public is going to continue to hammer Vandy, so I would wait a little bit, and around that time, I would put some money on Hawaii here to cover. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Vanderbilt to cover here at 17 and a half along with you, Vaughn. Like you mentioned, 63 to 10 last year. I like the fact that Vanderbilt's returning a, a lot of their uh, starters, particularly 15 returning starters, four of them on the offensive line. I really like some continuity uh, with the big boys up front. Their top three pass catchers return. AJ Swan is coming back, and Dan just mentioned eight defensive starters. That held Hawaii to just 10 points a year ago, a team that scored 19.8 points per game, only bringing back two of their top seven pass catchers. That defense gave up about 35 points a game last year. I I just don't see enough improvement from Hawaii uh, to be able to stay within this point spread. So I'm going to roll with Vandy here, minus 17 and a half. As we head out west, San Jose State, they're going to be headed to the Coliseum to take on USC and the Trojans, a 30 and a half point favorite, Dan. Yeah, I'm going with USC and the points here. I mean, Trojans were 2-0 last year as 30-plus point favorites against the spread, and they were also 5-2 and against the spread at home. 
Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, I think enough said there. They're going to come out with some heat, I think, after kind of being spoiled in the Pac-12 championship game against Utah and not making the college football playoff. I think they come back with a vengeance. And Caleb Williams starts his Heisman campaign early with a big day. How do you see it playing out, Vaughn? Yeah, the exact same way. I'm going with USC minus 30 and a half. It's a lot of points to cover in the first week of the season. Some teams may come out a little bit more flat than you would expect, but I don't think USC is going to be one of those teams. Caleb Williams ended the season last year on a very low note, getting injured in the Pac-12 championship and then losing to Tulane in the bowl game. I think they kind of come out guns a blazing, and I think they're going to put up probably 40, 50 plus points in this one. So I'll take USC to cover. Yeah, I'm going to be a little contrarian here, boys. I'm going to roll with San Jose uh, State to cover the huge margin of 30 and a half. I mean, if you remember last year, all the talk was about USC's defense. Uh, They allowed 424 yards per game, just shy of 30 points per game. Uh, And they were very lucky uh, to even do just that. They finished the season plus 22 in turnover differential. I, I think USC wins this game, man, but San Jose State... Like they are returning nine offensive starters to a team that averaged 368 yards and 27 and a half points per game a year ago. I really like Siobhan Cordairo uh, coming back at the quarterback position as a senior. May He was really good a year ago. You take a look at his numbers, completed over 60% of his passes, a 23 to 6, a touchdown to interception uh, ratio. Wide receiver Justin Lockhart returning, who averaged 16.1 yards per reception a year ago. I think USC is going to give up some points to San Jose State, and that's going to be enough to keep them uh, within the number. And now we are headed across the pond as the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, well, they are at home in Ireland, as this game will take place in Dublin with Navy coming across as well on a couple of aircraft carriers overseas here. Vaughn, how do you like it happening with Notre Dame, a 20-and-a-half-point favorite? Yeah, kind of an odd, like, quote-unquote home game, I guess, for Notre Dame. I, I don't know if I've ever really seen anything like this in the past. It's uh, very, uh, very interesting. But I'm actually going to go with Navy to cover the 20-and-a-half-point spread. They are uh, 42nd in the nation in returning production. Heading into the season, 67% of the roster is back, 65% on offense, 68% on defense. Notre Dame, they were a bit of a letdown last season. They're breaking in a new quarterback. And uh, they got to build that confidence back up from where they were at a couple seasons ago. Um, So I think I'm going to go with Navy to cover this one here. Uh, But I do think Notre Dame ends up winning. Uh, Dan, how do you feel? Yeah, echoing Vaughn, this was such a weird game. Like one of our like branches of or branches of the military heading to Ireland to play Notre Dame, who is somehow Irish, I don't know, very strange, but uh, I'm going with Notre Dame here, and actually for the exact opposite reason of what Vaughn said, because I really believe that Sam Hartman's a very good quarterback, and with 13,000 career passing yards, I love what he adds to this team. Navy's defense was 98th in pass defense last year in college football, and they have a new coach, new offensive coordinator, even though they're going to be running that similar triple option system more than likely. I still like Notre Dame and the points here uh, in this matchup. Yeah, I, you know, this was a tough one. I really liked it, at, you know, a half point earlier when Navy was plus 21, dropped to 20 and a half. I am going to roll with the the midshipmen here. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Dan. I really like Sam Hartman. And if this game 
was pretty much if this was next Saturday in in South Bend, no question, I'm, I'm taking Notre Dame to cover. But what I'm worried about is the weather forecast for Saturday in Dublin. I think it's really going to play a factor. There's going to be steady rain it's calling for in the afternoon. Winds 10 to 20 miles an hour straight out of the north. Uh, I think that's going to play a big factor, particularly with Notre Dame and Sam Hartman maybe not having full chemistry uh, as they've they've got the, the him at new quarterback. They've got a new offensive coordinator in Gerard Parker promoted from being a tight end coach. The wide receivers, a big question mark. Jaden Thomas is the only returning pass catcher from their top five a year ago. And Navy returns a D line that only allowed three yards per carry in 2022 and and we know that you know they they were able to hang with Notre Dame a year ago I think the weather is going to play enough of a factor to where Notre Dame's not going to be able to run away and hide in this one so I'm going to take Navy to cover 20 and a half and this is not happening here this weekend we're gonna have to wait till next week but uh we'll we'll be recording the pick'em pod this very day uh, next week, I believe. We'll, we'll have to talk about that, boys. But we've got a Big Ten matchup, Nebraska at Minnesota, coming up Thursday, August 31st. The Gophers, seven-and-a-half-point favorites in Matt Rule's debut, Dan. Yeah, and I love Minnesota. Minnesota is just a sneaky good football team, and they have been in the Big Ten for the last several years. Uh, you know, they're, they were 9-4 and four last year despite a bunch of injuries across the board. They had one of the best defenses in college football. They even ranked higher than Michigan in some categories on defense, and I think that's a daunting task for this Nebraska team to come into with a new quarterback, new head coach, new system. I'm all over Minnesota on this one. I think they win by 10-plus. Vaughn, how about you? Not so fast, my friend. I'm going to go with Nebraska on this one to at least cover. And if I'm being totally honest, I would not be surprised if this is an upset special. Matt Rule, I, I think it's pretty known at this point that he's a better college coach than he was in the pros, hence why he's now at Nebraska. Uh, they got Jeff Sins coming up at, at the quarterback position over from Georgia Tech. I really like what he brings to the a running and passing game. Uh, at the quarterback spot and something Nebraska didn't really capitalize with uh, Scott Frost as the head coach. So um, I don't know, man, I I feel like this could be one of those weird opening big 10 games, kind of like last year with Northwestern in Nebraska. I think it was, Um, but yeah, I I think I'm going to roll with Nebraska to cover here and uh, I I may put some, some cash down in the money line. I, I don't know. We'll see if I get crazy with it, but I'm taking Nebraska. Man, four four games in, me and Dan have not picked the same game quite yet. I'm going to roll with the, the Huskers here as well. Uh, big reason, obviously, being outside the key number of seven is a huge starter for me. Uh, Nebraska turning fi- returning 15 starters. I really think uh, that they're going to be an improved offensive line. They returned three starters and, and to replace the two that they lost, they brought in an Arizona State transfer and a Georgia uh, transfer in that strong running back room for Nebraska. I really like Anthony Grant returning. He had 963 yards and six touchdowns a year ago. I think there's new life in the program under Matt Rule, bringing a new culture. Uh, Minnesota, I'm worried about their ability to stop the run. They returned just one starting linebacker and lost a couple of NFL pick DBs in Terrell Smith and Jordan Howden. And I really didn't like what I saw from that quarterback when he played last year. Uh, I'm going to blow this name. Uh, Ethan Kaliakamanis, I believe. Uh, you yeah, nailed it. Got... You nailed it. I looked up. The I think that's pretty spot right on. Nathan Ethan Kaliakmanis. Yeah. Oh but I will goodness. say to, to caveat that Luke, he 
dominated Wisconsin. He had his best game of the year in his last game, last start of the season against Wisconsin. And I think he rolls into the season with a lot of confidence because of that playing well in that game, which is their biggest game on the schedule. And then also playing well in the bowl game. I think that there's a lot of positive momentum there for him that he can continue to ride on. Yeah, we'll see. Because the overall sample size, just 54% completion percentage, three touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, but but we'll see, uh, to your point. But I think Nebraska is going to be enough improved to where this is going to be a close game. I'm not sure if I'm uh, I'm going as big as Vaughn to, to, to take Nebraska on the money line and game one of the Matt Rule error. But being outside of that key number of seven, uh, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Huskers to, to cover in this one. And then finally, uh, if this game is anything like it was a year ago, we are in for a treat next Thursday night. Utah gets to host Florida this time, and the Utes a five-point favorite, Vaughn. Yeah, this one's kind of interesting. It, it's been going down throughout the week. It was up at, at in the seven-point range. Now it's all the way down to five because – uh, quarterback Cam Rising is his status is unknown at this time if he's going to be able to suit up next Thursday. But I think I'm going to go with Utah anyways. They were leading most of that game against Florida last season in the swamp, and then it just last second didn't work out for them. Ended up losing that game, but they're one of the better teams in the preseason at the very least. Heading into the season, they're coming out of the Pac-12. Uh, number 14 overall on S&P Plus. They got a, a stellar offense. Mo- most of those guys coming back to Utah this season. Uh, they returned 71% of their production and 74% of it being on offense. And meanwhile, Florida uh, don't really know what to expect from them. They're going to have a brand new quarterback that uh, uh, Dan may know a thing or two about <laughs> coming from uh, the state of Wisconsin. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I'm, I'm a little down on the Gators heading into this year. So I'm going to roll with Utah to win and obviously cover that five-point spread. Dan, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, like Von said, very down on the Gators this year for multiple reasons. I'm hammering Utah in this game. In Salt Lake City, they're always great. Five and one against the spread last season as well. Last year, that game, although the Gators won, it was because of Anthony Richardson. He had, what, four touchdowns, 200-plus yards, over 100 yards on the ground. They don't have him anymore. They have Graham Mertz. And yes, I did have experience with him, Vaughn, in Wisconsin the last couple of seasons. Everybody was calling him the darling child. He was the best quarterback since Russell Wilson at Wisconsin. And flop. He did nothing. He was not a good quarterback there. And I don't love that he's playing now over in Florida in a much tougher SEC. I don't think the Gators have a good chance in this game. Whether Cam Rising plays or not, I think Utah has the better team and they cover at home. Me and Dan finally on the same side here. I'm rolling with the Utes to to cover five here this week. You guys hit on a ton of points. Losing Anthony Richardson, uh, they're they're losing three of their top four pass catchers, which is I think is really going to hurt Graham Mertz. And, and ultimately, guys, what does Utah really like to do under Kyle Whittingham? Man, they are they can line up whether Cam Rising plays or not. Obviously, it's a big factor. But man, they like to just line up and punch you in the mouth, right? Florida is losing their top five tacklers from a year ago and returns only five defensive starters. Utah returns 16 starters, nine of them on defense, seven of eight on the defensive line. Graham Mertz might have not have any time to even find anyone open downfield. I love the Utes, especially like you said, in Salt Lake City, man. Uh, I, th- I think they're, they're going to be uh, fantastic here this year, and I'm looking for a big win in week number one. And hey, are you a fan of an NFL team? Would you like to attend your favorite team's week one game? 
Well, you're in luck. Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice, up to $5,000, and the rules to enter are really simple. All you have to do is go to contest.fansfirstsports.com. That's contest.fansfirstsports.com. Fill out the appropriate information, and that's it. Once you've done that, you've officially been registered to win the four free tickets to any Week one NFL games. What are you waiting for? Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action. Contest ends September 4th. Well, boys, we have picked our five games for week zero coming up. Great to have college football back, but we got to take a little season long outlook here and pick some conference winners, the Heisman winner and the championship winner. Let's go ahead and start with the ACC. Vaughn, who do you got taking down the ACC in, you know, uh, what's going to be the last year of what we see it as as normal here? Yeah, (laughs) truly spot on, Luca. Last season of normalcy here in college football. Uh, I'm going to take Florida State at plus 150 to win the ACC this season, their number 12 preseason on S&P Plus rankings. Number three, returning production this season. Really like what they got at quarterback with uh, Jordan Travis and then just a plethora of guys that are essentially skyscrapers for him to throw to with uh, Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson. Uh, They've got a ton of talent on offense and uh, really like what they've got at the edge spot on defense as well. So I'm I'm going to take Florida State. Mike Norvell finally gets over the hump and wins the ACC. Dan, how about you? Yeah, Vaughn, I'm piggybacking that. I think that Florida State is the one to go with here, plus 150. They play at Clemson and at Pitt. Those are their two toughest games of the season, but I think they're much better than Pitt. I think that they'll compete with Clemson on the road. And their other important ACC games are in Tallahassee, Miami, Virginia Tech, Duke. I think they win all three of those as well. Uh, Norvell seems to have turned a corner. I think they can make the ACC championship game, and Clemson would have to beat them twice under this new conference format to win the championship themselves. I like Florida State and the value there. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly with you guys. I'm taking Florida State plus 150. I love what Mike Norvell has done down in Tallahassee. Jordan Travis is looks unbelievable. We saw Cade Klubnick's uh, kind of struggle at times uh, a little bit when he took over the Clemson job last year. And ultimately, I think Florida State's got a ton of talent. Uh, they're going to be one of the real surprise teams in college football here this year. So I'd like them to win the ACC. How about we go to the Big 12? Who's taking this thing down, Dan? Yeah, I'm going with Kansas State repeating because I like the value. Uh, Plus 500 odds there. They obviously won it last year, Texas being the favorite this season. But I have a feeling it will be Texas, and then whatever team survives this beating up that's going to be in the Big 12 conference that sneaks in. I like Kansas State because their offensive line is really good, and Will Howard's returning at quarterback. Again, I think Texas would have to beat him twice then if both would make the Big 12 championship game. So give me Kansas State and the, the value pick there. How do you see it played out, Vaughn? Yeah, I'm I'm going to go a little bit further on the odds, and I'm going to go with a really far out there pick for the Big 12 just because that's kind of how it turned out last season. I'm going to go with Texas Tech at plus 1,000. They return 80% of their offense from last season. That's 12th in the nation. 68% of their roster in total are back, and then they are ranked 32 overall on the preseason S&P Plus. 
uh, right behind a few other really good teams like Arkansas, Mississippi State, UCLA, uh, North Carolina. So I think they're going to be right up there uh, thanks to a returning quarterback, Tyler Shuck. Uh, a transfer from, I believe he was from Oregon initially, transferred over to Texas Tech last season, had some decent success there. I think they take it a step further. And if I'm looking for just in terms of best odds, I think this plus 1,000 for Texas Tech is probably the way to go. Man, you know, I, I thought I was coming with some good value with who I'm going with, but you guys are blowing me out of the water. But I'm going to I'm I'm gonna take Oklahoma to win the Big 12 here. They're at plus 350. Uh, number one, Dylan Gabriel, when he was healthy last year, he was good, right? Completed about 62% of his passes, over 3,000 yards, 25 to 6 touchdown interception uh, ratio, a 154 uh Point four QBR. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be pretty solid. And I also like the way their schedule lines up. They don't play Baylor or Kansas State here this year. They do have to go to Oklahoma State and to Kansas. But other than that, TCO at home, West Virginia at home, Texas is going to be a neutral site, Iowa State at home. Uh, I like the way the schedule really uh, shakes out for Oklahoma. So I'm going to take the Sooners at plus 350 to win the Big 12. Headed out to the Pac-12 in Oh, man, this is going to be an interesting year and a lot of bad blood. Who do you got winning it, Vaughn? Yeah, really interesting year. I think USC is going to take it uh, this season at plus 195 is what they're at on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Caleb Williams, obviously the Heisman Trophy winner from a season ago, would have probably been the number one overall pick in the NFL draft had he been eligible for it. So I, I think he comes back, bounces back from the injury, has a really good season wins the Pac-12 and has a shot at uh, making it to the college football playoff uh, like they had last season uh, that came up just a bit short in the Pac-12 championship game. I don't think that happens this year. I will take USC plus 195. What about you, Dan? I'm going with Washington plus 320, again, because I like the value there. Finished with 11 wins last season. I think they get there in the regular season this year. Uh, Oregon and Utah both coming up north to play at Wisconsin this season. Michael Penix is looking really good. Um, and he was good in his first year as a Husky as well. Could be even better coming into the second year. That's why some people think he could be a Heisman candidate. And similar with my last two value bets here, USC would have to beat him twice uh, to win the Pac-12 championship in, in the format that I'm putting out there uh, with this. So I, I like Washington and I like the value of them sneaking past USC potentially in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the team that has uh, the fourth or fifth best odds, but they're the back-to-back champs. I like Utah plus 550 here. I mean, we, we've we seen it uh, or we just talked about it. 16 returning starters, nine on defense. Cam Rising is coming back. Utah plays smash mouth football. They're physical and they can really beat up on that USC defense like we saw in the Pac-12 championship game a year ago, and I think they have the pieces to do it again here this year. So I love the value at Utah, plus 550. Let's go to the SEC. Dan, who do you like down in the southeast? It's Georgia, and and I hate to say it, but it's Georgia. And they have maybe one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen for a national championship team. Uh, five road games. They only travel out of the state three times in those five games. Their toughest road game is going to be at Tennessee, who probably won't even be a top 15 team by the time that they get there. I think they're undefeated heading into the SEC championship game and playing with a lot of confidence against either Bama or LSU in that. How about you, Vaughn? 
Yeah, I'm going to take another little bit. I mean, not as much as the Big 12 one that I did by any means, but I'm going to go with LSU at plus 450. Now, ultimately, I do. Th- it is Georgia uh, that, uh, you know, they're the reigning national champs and they've won uh, the SEC a couple times here in a row. But I do really like what LSU has. Uh, coming back, especially on offense with Jaden Daniels at the quarterback position. They got a really tough stretch to start the year. Uh, they got to play Florida State in week one, and then just a couple weeks later, uh, get on the road to go to Mississippi State. They also are at Ole Miss, at Missouri, at Alabama. But I do really like what they have, and I, I'm really stunned to say, but I was totally wrong about Brian Kelly uh, going down to the Bayou. I think he's done a really nice job so far. Uh, especially with what they did last season, just making it to the SEC championship last year, I thought was a huge accomplishment for them. So I'm going to say that they take a step forward and end up winning the SEC uh, championship game this season. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Vaughn. That's who I've got as well. LSU plus 450. Obviously, Georgia, the the clear favorite in the SEC, but I got to go with some value here. Uh, Like you said, Jaden Davis, he was fantastic last year, uh, an absolute playmaker. He's electric. They return a ton. They're extremely talented. And Brian Kelly has done a pretty good job. And it, it's a great year to to win the West. Alabama, yeah, they're talented, but some serious question marks at the quarterback position. LSU won the West a year ago. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Tigers here to take down, to get to the SEC title game and take down Georgia. How about we go to the Big Ten, Michigan reigning back-to-back champs. Vaughn, do you have them going for the three-peat here? I sure do. I'm going to do Michigan plus 175 here, the second-best odds in the Big Ten to win uh, the conference. Ohio State's just a little ahead at plus 170, so the odds makers pretty much have them neck-neck between those two teams. I thought for a split second earlier today, maybe I should go with Penn State at plus 550 just because it's the value pick. And I do really like what they've got uh, with the up and coming guys that like Drew Aller at quarterback and Katron Allen and Nick Singleton in the backfield. But I haven't seen them do it like I've seen Michigan do it. And they do have James Franklin as court as their uh, head coach. Uh, and we all know how he does in the big games, especially against Ohio State and Michigan. So I am going to roll with the Wolverines to uh, win their third straight Big Ten championship. And uh, they will make it back to the CFP if they do so. Dan, how do you see it shaking out? Yeah, call me a homer, but I'm with the Wolverines plus 175 as well. And I said this in an article that I wrote breaking down each game of the season, but I think the gap is as large as it has been in a very long time between Michigan and Ohio State. Yes, Ohio State has the flashy players. They have Marvin Harrison Jr., Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams. The list goes on and on and on. But their defense has continued to perform poorly in big games against Georgia, Penn State, Michigan last season. They return a lot of those guys. I don't see a huge difference happening there. And the quiet and sneakiest team thing that's bad about the team is the offensive line. They lost three starters last year, both of their offensive tackles. And rumors out of camp right now are that SDSU – an SCSU transfer at left tackle is going to be their starter, a guy that wasn't even at a Power 5 level last season. I'm very concerned about Ohio State. I could see them losing two or three games during the regular season. And because of that, I like Michigan and plus 175. Yeah, I like the Wolverines as well. You know, obviously getting Ohio State at home, uh, you know, going to going to Happy Valley is a little bit concerning. But uh, give me Harbaugh over Franklin at this point. 
I think Michigan is as loaded as they've been in a long, long time. Uh, and the the culture, the attitude surrounding this team from within, uh, as good as it gets, they're going to be ready to go week in and week out. Give me Michigan to win their third consecutive uh, Big Ten championship here this year. Now we go to the individual award of the Heisman winner. Dan, who do you like here? Yeah, I'm going with Carson Beck, plus 1,400. Uh, he's on one of the best teams in the country. He has an awful schedule, a Georgia's quarterback, obviously. And Stetson Bennett was last year an, a Heisman finalist, even though he didn't have that great of numbers. I mean, 3,500 yards almost, 68% of his passes, 27 touchdowns, yes. But I don't think I ever looked at Georgia and was like, wow, Stetson Bennett is the reason that they are at the place that they're at. So I think Carson Beck could sneakily get in there and reports out of campus that he's looking pretty good. Uh, and there's a lot of hype kind of building up around him. And, you know, worst comes to worst, maybe he makes it as a finalist and you cash out and you get a little bit of money there. Uh, but if he... I, I don't know. I like the value of Carson Beck at plus 1400. Vaughn, who do you like? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Jane Daniels at plus 1100. We just talked about LSU and how I really think that they're going to take that step forward and win the uh, SEC championship this season. And if they do so, Jane Daniels is going to be a huge reason why. In 2022, nearly passed for 3,000 yards had 17 touchdowns, only three interceptions. And then playing in the SEC, it is tough to only throw three interceptions. So that uh, completion percentage was at 68.6%. I really like what he brings to the table offensively. So I, you know, I'm just going to stick with it. If LSU uh, continues to have the success that I think they will this season, it's going to be because of Daniel. So I will take him to win the Heisman at plus 1100. I'm going to roll with Jordan Travis at plus 1400 to win the Heisman here this year. Like we said, uh, Florida state, I think we all really like here this year and especially like it's kind of a front loaded schedule. They got the LSU game week one. They've got Clemson, uh, their fourth game of the season, but what Jordan Travis is going to do against Virginia tech, Syracuse, Duke, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, and Florida to end the year. The hype train is going to be through the roof you take a look at last year 24 touchdowns of five interceptions had seven rushing touchdowns to go along with it he adds Keon Coleman weapons galore talent galore surrounding him Florida State a potential if they make the college football playoff it's going to be because of Jordan Travis he's going to get that recognition I like Travis at plus 1400 uh, to win the Heisman here this year and finally we've got our national championship winning pick Vaughn yeah, I mean, call me a homer, like what Dan said earlier, but I'm going to roll with the Michigan Wolverines at plus 800. There are a few other really good picks that I like here. LSU plus 1100, USC plus 1500, Florida State's at plus 2000, which I think would be really good as well. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Michigan Wolverines here. They return uh, J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, uh, Donovan Edwards. Uh, they have just a, a plethora of talent out along the offensive line. They've got a ton of guys returning on the defensive line. Junior Colson at linebacker. Will Johnson is an emerging star in the secondary. So I really like what they got. And their schedule is a cakewalk uh, up until mid-November. So uh, if, if they get through all of that and uh, you know make it to the CFP, I think they got as good of a shot as anybody. So I'm going to pick Michigan plus 800 to win the title. How about you, Dan? 
I'm right there with you, Vaughn. And again, I think we might be bleeding our maize and blue quite a bit here, but I just love Michigan. I think that they have such a talented team this year. J.J. McCarthy in his second full season as starter, continuing to learn behind Jim Harbaugh, getting this offensive rolling, this offense rolling, and potentially maybe even adding quite a bit more to the passing game this year because of it. The only question I have is with the receivers. I'm a little concerned about that. It was a problem throughout the course of last season. And I really need Roman Wilson or Cornelius Johnson to take a big step this year to be fully, fully confident in this. But I feel really good about the Wolverines and just the odds at plus 800 for them winning the chip. Hey guys, real quick, let me ask you a a question. Can you think of any other time where a former Michigan quarterback was suspended for the first quarter of the season and used that as motivation to go and win a championship at the end of the year. <laughs> well, I got I got yeah, go, no, go ahead. You te- yeah, go ahead. I, I think, I think I I've got a really good example of that playing in my head right now, forcing Roger Goodell to, to hand over a, a Super Bowl trophy after a bullshit suspension. So I like Michigan to use this as motivation plus 800 Cal. Yeah. I, I've got to make at least one Homer pick here on the show. Give me the Wolverines uh, to win the championship. We're running out of time and I want you guys to, to plug your socials here. Dan, where can we find you? Our new blood, Great having you on the on the show, Dan. Great job here this week. Where can we find you on social media? Appreciate it, guys. At Dan Plucker, that's P-L-O-C-H-E-R, Dan Plucker on Twitter. Vaughn, where can we find you? Yeah, at Vaughn underscore Lozon on Twitter. And just to briefly, very quickly go off what you were just saying, Luke, they'd have to get the uh, uh, T-shirts printed of uh, just the NCAA logo with a clown costume on uh, <laughs> like the Roger Goodell. So there you go. Avon underscore Lowe's on, on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Yardy, L U K E G H I A R D I. If you're on blue sky, you can find me on there as well under the same name, subscribe rate, leave a review wherever you get your podcast. We love to have the feedback. We got some great shows here for you on the block M podcast network. That's our week zero pick them pod. Great to have college football back and we'll have you covered all season long for my partners, Von Lozon and Dan Plucker. I'm Luke Yardy and we'll see you next week on the Pick'em Pod.